0: How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys, this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast, sponsored by Dark Fusion Systems, the best custom computing for your gaming, creative, artistic, music, whatever needs. Go to DarkFusionSystems.com and get a $100 off your entire custom PC build. Please go CP CPPod at check your time during your build. Also, you know who uses Dark Fusion Systems? Ryan Kirby from Fit for a King. Yeah, so you know they're good. So go trip to the podcast, get your own custom computer, now, now's that feature presentation. Three years ago, I had a scent like Wilt in the podcast with their vocalist Nick. Now, there's another vocalist there as well. His brother Al is on, along with drummer Cody Frane, who's been on the podcast multiple times with Theoria Records and with If Not For Me. And you know what? We have a blast time with a brand new album, Distant Dystopia. Wait, let me make sure I actually got that right because I'm going to feel really bad if I didn't. It is Distant Dystopia, huzzah, coming out on February 23rd. Go check it out, and we dive deep in the album and how creative this band really, really is, and why creativity is so important. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, Three years ago. Yeah, it's been three years since this band has been on the podcast when they released their album, Mystic Auras. Since then, there's been a lot that's been going on with them, but they're ready to come out strong in 2024 with a brand new album called Distant Dystopia, which comes out on February 23rd. And we get to go into the album with the guys here as well. Now, coming to you from the great state of Pennsylvania, please welcome Cody and Al from the band Ascent Like Wolf to the podcast. So, Cody, welcome back. And Al, welcome. It's great to be here. (laughs) It's great to have you guys here. I'm just going to jump into it right away because that's what I feel like right now. Since the last time I talked with anybody from, since the band, you know, when I talked with Nick back in 2021, since then, up till now, of course, the new I'm coming out, but when it comes to the band, give us the full on update. What's happened with the band over the past three years? Because I know there's probably a huge amount that you could really talk about, but I want to hear that like superhero origin story from Mystic Auras all the way to Distant Dystopia.
1: Al, you want to take this one?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can. I mean,
2: I don't know, man. There's not really like that crazy of a story, I think. Um, Honestly, we we recorded Mystic Oras towards the tail end of 2019. And then we went on a three-week tour to close out the year right before Christmas time, I remember. And um, I feel like that was one of the most difficult periods in our band's history, to be honest with you. And... um, no, no less than that. Or right afterwards, um, the pandemic happened, and since then, I think <clears throat> you know it's changed a lot of perspective with everybody individually within the band, and um, I think just like physically and mentally too. And everybody has sort of forged different paths, and we've all acquired new jobs since then too. And uh, I think we've just had like a more like like a, bro- a broader outlook on life in general so um yeah we've been preparing a lot writing a lot of music and we we started recording this album fairly quickly after mystic i think we made sunscape and familiar beings back in 2021 and we were going to release them as singles but we held out um to make a full-length record i mean me personally i felt that we sort of undelivered on the last record in terms of the amount of songs just because two of them are like short instrumentals so we only really delivered eight tracks uh so it's been nice to kind of like regroup regroup collectively as a band and release like a proper full-length record with 12 like actual
0: songs you know See, I can understand that, especially coming from Mystic Orders. I do remember even with that, it's you had like 10 tracks on there. Two of them were more instrumental. So you had only eight really on there that were full flood tracks. People could really sink their teeth into. Of course, there's a couple of tracks on there I still go back to to this very day because I think they're just absolutely fantastic. But now going into Distant Dystopia <coughs> as well, again, trying to make sure that you get exactly everything you want out of it in terms of overall sound, overall quality, overall mixture, overall experimentation that you're trying to work with to really allow those creative juices to flow, but not, you know, and especially recording two singles back in 2021. Okay. To release some of the singles, we put it on a full length album, especially you put on an album in 2021. And then you put out like two singles afterwards. That is, it's, I get to the point where, you know, in the world of streaming today, you want to keep music constantly pumping out there to keep yourselves relevant in the algorithm. It's all about that standpoint. But at the same time, you're potentially then diluting what you guys already did because now there's not as much of a lifespan for that album to really sit in. So now with Distant Dystopia coming out, it's not that necessarily that Mystic Auras is like a complete distant memory, but in terms of like relevancy to the new, you guys are coming through once again with something that, you know, isn't going to be necessarily as closely tied to mystic ours had those singles been released back in 2021.
1: 100. percent. And like I was saying, like mystic ors is all the whole album cycle came out through the pandemic. So it really like we recorded all that with all these high hopes of touring and doing all sorts of awesome stuff. And then the pandemic came and shut everything down and just kind of made us and every, everybody else in the music industry has to kind of pivot and regroup on stuff. And, uh, I don't know we kind of really had to take a step back after mystic auras um we we're really happy with how that came out i'm really proud of that album i think distant dystopia Same. is a little bit of a step up in terms of technicality and also like what i was saying like we, we covid really put a lot of perspective into us and made us really grow as people outside of being in the band in our own personal lives and like pivot different jobs and other musical endeavors and stuff so we kind of pushed a little bit of what we were doing with the scent like wolves away for a bit now it's really cool with coming back with distant dystopia as a collective again and really regrouping on everything and uh really happy with how this one is it's probably some of the most challenging stuff we've ever had to do um and we really experimented a lot with this one i really like the story that this album tells like another reason we don't like putting singles out and just letting them stay singles is we're, we're a really aesthetic band we want like our story the artwork the music all to re- reflect something all to tell like a story like all to just kind of build together like you hear the songs as individual singles but when you listen to the whole album in its entirety it like it's just so like a whole journey it's like how I felt Mystic Horrors was as well as well it's like a whole vibe to it you know um but yeah it's kind of where we're at right now and we're just really stoked to be putting stuff out again and Talking to people like yourself, so thanks for very, very well and said.
0: Our music, <laughs> yeah, very, very well said. And even going into yeah. the album as well, because I know you said. Especially from the, where the pandemic was, releasing Mystic Orders through a whole entire album cycle during the pandemic, and wanting to make sure that when it came to this album with Distant Dystopia, yeah, you have the singles you want to release to make sure that you're, you know, having a like, little like drip feed to, to, of course, the masses, to the people, to the you know, Spotify algorithms or whatever it might be, to continue to feed that, but at the same time, be able to continue to tell your own story through the entire album so that people can you know still get behind the singles, but they want to listen to the whole entire album because they want to go through the whole entire flow of the story. I do want to get that into a little bit, but when it comes to really creating this, I know you guys are talking about just having these different perspectives and these different ideas, especially around life, because of you know the tour that you guys went on right before COVID, then COVID, then Mystic Oars, and then just how life ends up playing out because cody i know you with all everything you do with theoria records of course there's an episode on the podcast that's gonna be directly about Theoria records with cody (laughs) either right before this episode or right after this one one of the two so you want i'll put the link down somewhere for everyone to get it but i also know that you know you guys also have to go do your own things as well in terms of support yourself for money and if i'm correct i believe i saw this didn't nick end up moving all the way to hawaii so that kind of just adds to more of like a challenge when it comes to making music, having another member of the band literally on an Island in the middle of the Pacific ocean.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to visit him in like two weeks from now, actually. Uh, so it's like my first time over in, in Hawaii, but yeah, I, I think that for us, like just the touring sort of has slowed down in terms of ascent like wolves. And I think that's something we'll get back to eventually, but Ultimately, I think we just wanted to put out like a great record and we had ideas. So that's kind of where we're at, you know, currently.
0: Well, that's pretty quickly said. I'm not going to lie, but it's concise. (laughs) It it works.
1: So yeah, I mean like Sent Like ahead, Wolves no. has always been like our our passion project like our way to like vent ideas like there's stuff I would do as a drummer in a Sent Like Wolves that I would never think of doing with another band or something just because that's what our niche is like we what I love about a Sent Like Wolves is we're not writing music to try and please anybody we're writing music that we personally want to hear and create as musicians and a lot of times I think Especially nowadays, a lot of bands lose sight of that, and they're really just trying to oh, we gotta make this song hit octane, we need this huge chorus here, the drums can't do anything crazy though, you know, no one's gonna listen to that, like, the technicality a lot of times gets gets lost you're either like a super technical band, like the event animates, peripheries like animals as leaders out there where you have your little niche of like gente progressive kids, and then, or you're like a Bad Omens, Catch Your Breath Until I Wake band that just has giant choruses and relates to a different audience, where We don't really think that way. We're just like, yo, this sounds sick. Like, I'm going to go nuts on this part. You know, it's going to be really cool. And it's just, I don't know. So it's like Wolves is something that, yeah, we might not be able to, we might not have been able to tour as much as we would have liked to. But at the end of the day, we're still pumping out the music that is genuine to us. And I think genuinity is something that this industry is lacking a lot anymore.
0: Oh, I, w- I would have to 100% agree with you on that. And I recently <laughs> had a conversation with uh, Andrew from the band Project 86. And we kind of went into this specifically in terms of you take a look at a lot of heavier bands. It seems like they'll release a lot of their best stuff on like their second or third album. And this isn't with everybody, but this is kind of like what you typically see where you're a lot of fans like, oh, I wish they would have sound like, you know x album or y album and it's usually like their second or third there's so many fans that keep going back to bring the horizon's first album or their second album wish they would go back to that and it's like well why is that and it's i mean there's could be changing perspectives there could be changing sounds overall changing ideas of what you want to do but there's also other things that come into play where sometimes that hunger is gone just to go out and absolutely rip and create your own entire sound because now you got to worry about okay the band's getting bigger Now there's uh, like other finances in play. You might have a family you have to support and you might be removed from what really in your mindset, what really led you to create some of these great sounds and great tracks based on the emotions you were feeling and are connected to. So you have to create that feeling of like dissonance and disassociation from the current, get back to where you were in that terms of, being able, being hungry for something new, something fresh, something different, and not worrying about all the externalities of life that can come in and affect it to make sure, like you said, trying to have a bigger chorus or a bigger, uh, like a bigger breakdown or something like that. So it hits on octane or liquid metal or something that's going to have more of this pop sensibility to it. And I like that about you guys specifically, because you guys are just creating what you want to create with a scent like wolves. You're not taking any idea that's Coming from, oh, we have to get this on the on Octane. We have to get this on this certain playlist. We have to create this certain sound because this is what's popular right now. You're just making the music that you want to make. You're creating it the way you want to create it. And you're trying all these different things to your sound because that's genuinely what you want to do. It's that kind of music when we look at it, we start to feel some of that niche of complexity, that niche of just individuality and some of those bigger bands like you mentioned cody that are getting popular like bad omens yeah they have their own individuality to them as well that they really forge on the death of peace of mind even before that even with uh finding god before god finds me there's some of that sprinkled in there as well but from what you guys are doing it has that speak to the feel of this is, has this grander feel to it that you guys are creating your own entire thing and you're doing it genuinely because this is the music you want to hear. This is how you want to have it sound and you want to challenge yourselves to do things that you think that you want to do and not just do things because they're going to be popular, not do things because they're going to get an octane, not do things because we might we might make more money off of this because it has a specific sound that is popular at this moment
1: exactly you hit the nail on the head
0: (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i think like i guess
2: to elaborate um what what cody was sort of saying like ascent like wolves has always really been our passion project and you know we've had our run-ins with being on record labels and you know like going through our finances and making things work in that regard but ultimately we just want to do whatever makes us happy and whatever we want to put out and largely on the grand scheme of things it just kind of all ties into the artwork and the aesthetic and like the image of the album the story and that's really what we care about and even if we couldn't tour off of this album right now what we cared about the most was just releasing the music and letting people digest it and um you know we don't want it to be another four years before we put out an album just because nick moved away and um nick actually recorded all of his vocals before he did move away so it was convenient (laughs) but um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we get to do whatever we want to on Cody's label with the album as far as like timeline and planning and stuff. And it's been really great to work with him and Chris on it. So I'm just curious to see what people's reaction will be on the uh, grand scheme of things when the album fully drops next month.
0: So it kind of helped, especially when it comes to the label side of things, that, you know, one of the guys that runs the label that you're on is the drummer of your band. So when it comes <laughs> to timelines and
1: everything. Yeah, I'm not an asshole label guy, so. <laughs> but,
0: nah, it's, he's just Cody. Good guy Cody. And I have to get his t-shirt that says good guy Cody with Cody just like
1: this. <laughs> Hopefully um, everyone thinks re- that. I try to be. To go to
0: <laughs> customink.com and whip, whip one up for you
1: you know it's just gonna but be it's Cody. also nice to oh, sorry. I was, it's like and this stick figure thumbs yeah sorry my video has been cutting in and out but um i think i heard everything you guys were saying but it's also nice to just putting out the music through theoria just be, it's like with how laid back the band is right now in a sense in terms of like commitments and touring and stuff like we're not gonna get buried in like complications with the label or debt by the label or anything you know it's like we it's like we can completely do what we want on our terms which is a kind of really nicely remember
2: when we were on we are triumphant and we just so so for a little backstory i guess we were talking to victory records first and then uh we are triumphant ended up <clears throat> picking up the band and we 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 had like some sort of pseudo contract with um the artery foundation management and one of their decisions which was like a shitty label management decision back then was to split our Frigid Future <laughs> album into two EPs and the, the band definitely didn't want to do that because it just completely fucked up the entire set, aesthetic of the album. Yeah. So that's like a, you know, a, <laughs> nothing we would have to worry about this time. And I remember we felt pretty bummed out about that because, um, you know, we had to pick like a different set of artwork for it. And uh, I guess ultimately the band sort of just stood, stood our ground on releasing the album as a full length. But due to that, we had a, cut some songs off of the album to put onto an EP. So we get promoted um, overseas, but that's like another story. So yeah, working just with our own label has been great.
1: <laughs> yeah. We also had a manager around that time that, gave us all this crazy advice and all these high hopes that we'd get on this huge label and then they started negotiating us off of a deal with a record label that we were on just to completely just quit the industry entirely and never talk to us again in the middle of the negotiation (laughs) Mm. so yeah Mm. the industry's rough out there sometimes
0: (laughs) yeah now that seems a well. little bit wild. You got a guy trying to negotiate <laughs> a contract for you, and all of a sudden, midway through, nah, I'm I'm just done with this. Not not band, just do well, music entirely. Yeah,
1: and then left us hanging on the label that we were on on those bad terms. Then yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, now so throw, it was kind of like, DIY
2: hey, touring on top of that too. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: just. It, it, I mean, you, you know, you live and you learn. There's not really like a rule book on how to do these things, and like what works for one band's not going to work for all. Everything's so variable, you know. Um, and you just have to rely on people telling you they're going to do the things that they say they're going to do. And a lot of times that doesn't happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's not even just like a music industry problem, which has been for quite some time, but that's just a worldwide problem now where there's a lot of times you can't trust what people are going to say. You can't trust them for their word anymore if they're going to make a commitment because how many times do people make commitments like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And then like the day beforehand, it's, oh no, I can't do this anymore. and it's because simply they just aren't into it. like just don't feel like it man that's it like come on
1: dude i do that with plans all the time in my social life i'll make plans like two weeks and i'll like come home from work and be like man why did past cody make this plan i don't want to do this i want to sit in bed <laughs> <laughs> you know just life
0: <laughs> Yeah, j- just life and the way it happens but now jumping back to distant dystopia so When it came, because you guys are talking about, yeah, Al's already, he's like, oh yeah. Well, this one might just go directly to Al too then because when it comes to the overall, just, as you said, you want to create an album that has this whole entire complete flow to it from one song to next where you can feel this whole story kind of go through and get the fullness of it from beginning to end rather than having it pieced out single by single. So when it came to writing Distant Dystopia, when it came to the overall idea behind its concept, I know it's not a concept album, but when it came to the idea behind where it was going you know, thoughtfully, what was that like, and what was the idea behind it? I mean, it, it is
2: the, it is a concept album. Um, okay, I think I think like largely, you know, all of our releases have been sort of tied into the artwork a little bit um, when it comes to like where we draw this inspiration from. And I think the band itself—I've um, said this before, uh, not to you directly—but uh, we're all very like <clears throat> influenced by you know anything like cinematography photography like anime like we we just we sort of draw influence from that and it's been really great to put out these anime music videos for *Distant dystopia because it's something that we've longed to do like like really badly so um uh, it's, it's been great seeing that come into fruition but i believe that the title i came up with maybe like Four years ago, now before Mister Goris was even out. If you ask Cody, I'm a little crazy about this kind of shit. Um, Like, I'll I'll think of the artwork and like the title before you know the the album we're working on right now is even out. Um, So that always starts with with the artwork. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, our dude Corey will draw something up to him. I'll like send him an idea, and uh, we just usually get like a general outline or like sort of like a sketch of it. But um, yeah, distant dystopia. Was thought of probably about close to four years ago and we had i had like a, a rough sketch of it too but the album itself is about um just sort of the end of the world um based on the title i guess is a little hint but it, it's been cool drawing influences from you know movies and tv shows and things of that nature but uh with the Scent like wolves there's always a little personal input from our personal lives sprinkled on top of the, uh, you know, of the songs itself and the lyrics. So yeah, I'm really excited to get that one out there. I think, I think Sunscape sort of portrays the album very well uh, visually. So I think if you haven't checked out the video yet, or for people who haven't checked out the video, that's what they should check out first. I think it's just like the perfect single for the album. And um, this time with the release and, Dys and Dystopia, We sort of wanted to go back to our roots a little bit in terms of cody was saying the technicality and um you know get a little heavier and i think that's what mr gore's might have lacked um at the time and mr gore's is what we wanted to do for the album don't get me wrong but for this album we wanted to sort of add more electronic elements and synthy elements with our breakdowns and just i don't know just have a little fun with it man just kind of see what was out there and there was no sort of like time schedule or anything that we were pushing forward to release. So it was, it was nice just being able to get together with the four of us and just make an album that we truly wanted to make.
0: Honestly, I think you That's a great way to put it, honestly, just because now I'm kind of even more captivated by the album, thinking about it as you're speaking about it. I'm thinking, okay, where's this song, all these different songs coming? I'm taking a look at my notes even while you're talking. I'm like, geez, now everything's starting to come into place and why these songs sounded the way they did. Because you're kind of talking about, yeah, you're thinking dystopia, you're kind of thinking the end of the world. And As much as, you know, they really bring forward that on a lot of fiction, a lot of anime, any kind of thing that really has more of that lore to it that really creates that feel. Take a look at everything we as a society we went through when you first thought of that artwork in that title in the past four years. We went through a whole entire pandemic. We even went, th- we went through, especially for here in the U.S., everything went on with the 2020 presidential election. We've seen everything from wars. We've seen everything from, you know, economic crises, housing market craze, is, um, people trying to beat each other up for, you know, Stanley Thermoses, apparently. There's so much in there that's going <laughs> on where you're seeing this just de-evolution of society <laughs> and this potential for all these different issues that could lead to this dystopian end-of-the-world feel, and even for your own personal lives as well, we want that little bit sprinkled on top of there because that's where the real raw emotion comes in, and especially when it comes to Al, you and Nick's vocals. That's where a lot of that emotion ends up coming in a little bit stronger because when you tie it into that emotion in your personal lives, now it comes through as much more genuine. Now as a listener, even as your producers, whoever, whoever produced this album as well, probably was thinking about it, you know, I want to be able to believe this. I want to be able to believe this sound and believe this emotion that's in there. And when you sprinkle your own little personal side to it, yeah, that's what ends up happening. We feel it. We know it. We connect with it as humans. We believe in it. And when it comes to technicality around this album, you guys definitely want a lot more technical than I was expecting. Even compared to Mystic Orders as well. The technicality behind it, some of the way the riffs work, because they weren't all just have these powerful metalcore style feels. While they were rougher... They had some more technical props to it. They were a little bit more choked at times, a little bit more just like on point, on beat, never really letting this like, letting it wane on, letting these notes just really create this larger sound. Just sometimes they're quick. Sometimes they're just there. Cody with the drums on some of these songs, just quick fills, a little bit more on the intricacies behind there, create more of this dynamic flow behind it. And a lot of the programming decisions on these as well. Also, created that feeling of dystopia, whether it's in a lighter setting, a darker setting, contrast between guitar tones. There's so much that you guys did in this album behind you to really create that feel through every single song, where each song does have a feeling to stand on its own. But trust me, it's a lot better when you go from front to back and you experience the full entire thing.
1: Appreciate the hell out of all that, man. It's definitely exactly really what we're trying. As always, man, you always hit the nail on the head of what the band's trying to do. And that's an awesome ability you have there. But, um, what I really like too about this album is like kind of expanding more on the artwork behind it. Like kind of mentioned before, there's animated music videos for all the singles. And what's really cool is that well, except for Reach of the Hell, but what's cool is it's if you if you just look at the animated music videos, it almost tells a story through the an anime. It, it's it's really sick. Like it starts with Sunscape showing like the all hell breaking loose and humanity falling apart, and you go in the spellcaster you start to see a little bit more salvation and you get into interstellar, which you're going to see on Thursday. And it's just nuts. And I think just like, even if you just were to put all those together and watch them as like an episode of an anime, you would, I I think it's something really unique and special and really helps captivate that story that we're trying to
0: express through this music. We'll even think about it. Oh, go ahead. Al. Yeah.
2: I think, uh, the guy who has animated our videos, his, his name is, um, David, um, I'm, at least i think that's how you pronounce it <laughs> i just usually he's usually sometimes just you know signs off as david or something but um yeah he's been like fucking phenomenal to work with man like um I, he's done um music videos for um i think bands like make them suffer um maybe not entirely but he's definitely helped you know do some animation for uh, bands like that out in australia he lives in melbourne and then he did a video for our friends in soft spoken like uh, like six or seven years ago, so that's how I actually know about him. Shout out to Softspoken, um, but yeah, I think he did a real like great job of just coming up with these concepts in the in the animated videos, and the storylines are just incredible. And they do actually have a chronological order to them, um, so it would go Spellcaster, Interstellar, and <clears throat> right now there's a gap between sunscape so we might come out with another video we haven't decided yet but they do go in that chronological order so the final video in the series is sunscape which is like this fucking wasteland uh fucking dystopia (laughs) so yeah it's just been really cool to sort of see see our work and our our ideas come come to life you know
0: i have to take a look and see if that guy did the akutama video for alpha wolf just given the animation style behind it i gotta take a look see I'm not, I'm not really
2: sure you can see his, his body at work. I can send it to you, but yeah,
0: he's he's great. We're going to be going through the credits on that thing and say, all right, where <laughs> is it? Is his name there? I must find it. But even when I think about just having, you know, different types of music videos, and even though we talked about a little bit earlier where it's just, you know, attention spans at times, we talked about before we even recorded attention spans, people's attention spans aren't necessarily as, <laughs> as large as they once were, thanks to, you know, you know, social media, TikTok, Freaking TikTok. But when you have videos that have sort of this story built in between them, have this lore where you can kind of go from one spot to the next and take a whole entire another perspective on the album itself, if it is done in a way that has this sort of different cap, you know, attention capturing feel to the audience, that's where it really stands out. And of course, Lately, I don't think anyone's done it better than Ice Nine Kills with even the first Silver Scream and Welcome to Horrorwood as well. Of course, you have all the little tie-ins with all the different horror movies. Of course, you have a much larger budget over there, especially under Fearless. However... It's the story able yeah. to even connect to every bit of it, which keeps you intrigued to the point where, when those music videos drop, you want to see not only what they do, but how does it still connect to the other one in in like from front to back? What you guys have with this one is you have this anime style to it. Now, again, there's not there's not gonna be everybody that's as into anime as a bunch of other people. Similar to Einstein Kills," you're not getting as many people into horror as much as others. However, if you're able to find a way to connect that story, create something behind it, create a lore behind it, and have it continue to go out there to really show to the masses that this is such a big thing that you can really get a whole nother perspective on the album from, and the the song is going to take on a whole nother life of their own through the chronological order of what feels like you're watching an anime series or one episode, or one series put in a one whole episode, then hell, sounds like a great idea, plus... It's a style that you guys always wanted to try and go after. Why not go all out with it, right?
1: Yeah, but it only took a couple years, but here we are kicking it out. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of chipping away financially at it all, but um, we're mm. really happy with how it all is. And I'm really stoked when we can put the whole cohesive
0: album out with all of the videos. That was something I was really hoping for, too, because again, you want to have that cohesion there. You want to make sure that it has that feeling that people can go through. And watch these videos, get behind them, but then look forward to the next one that gets released because then it creates that fever pitch. It creates that wanting for them. And of course, you know, that's always more the business side of things, but gotta have creative fun with it too, right?
1: Oh yeah. So it's all about the what I'm talking words. about. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think Cody's right about that though, just in general, like about all of our artwork tying into it because... <clears throat> it's hard it's hard to explain well i guess it's easy to explain um you know kind of when you see some sort of artwork tied to music uh maybe you haven't listened to the song yet but you see it on uh online on social media or something and you're like ah, that's kind of like fucking corny or that sucks i feel like you're you're less enticed to check it out but if you see something with awesome artwork where there's some effort was put into it, it makes you want to check out the release more and i've noticed that over time just good artwork usually means that the music is awesome too. Like they sort of go hand in hand, at least that, that's what I figure. like with my favorite albums, like that that new Counterparts album that came out a couple of years ago, that was like a fucking phenomenal album and the artwork is amazing too. You know what I mean? I, I feel like, I don't know, they, bands will just like hit the nail on the head every now and then with with both of those things combined. But I definitely feel that having good artwork for your album sort of just like elevates the album in general too.
0: Well, when you think about it from that perspective, when we as humans, when we look at artwork before we even listen to the album or we take just a look at that, it has this visual representation. We see all the different symbols that are there. We see the different way the, the style is, the palette, the color palette is, and just these different influences in how this comes through, whether it's in more of like an anime style, whether it's something that is more abstract have a more of that artistic it, or something that's just manic and crazy but it creates this overall emotion in us that we can connect with and it already gives us this perception of where this song is potentially going to go if you have really bland artwork or really just poor artwork for an album cover or for a single cover then already you know as humans we take a look at that the song could be fantastic But then it's not going to hit as heavy or as more as impactful as it could because we're already feeling that this is not going to be up to snuff because the artwork does not make us feel like we have to listen to this, that it's not connecting with us on such a strong emotional tie that we're not feeling it. But if we get something that has absolutely over-the-top incredible artwork where we look at it and we're just blown away by it. And I'm trying to think of a good example of one I could use. I'll use the death of peace of mind record by Polaris. Literally it's, I mean, you take a look at it and it looks like there is something just absolute impactful, but not over like open space to where, you know, something is going to be powerful, you know, the thing's going to be huge, but what if, what about it? Is it going to be huge? And then you listen to the album and you have this openness already to it, that you're ready to go with it. And it just absolutely hit. It was one of the best albums of 2020. However, Again, artwork is such a big piece. It gives us that visual representation already and allows our brains to connect with where this song or where this album is going to take us. And it has the ability to expand that and allow us to really get into it and really feel the emotions or contract it and make us so narrow focus where we're so stuck on what one feeling we're getting from that visual that we're not allowing the song to really breathe on its own and really expand into us the way that it really needs to.
1: Hundred percent. I mean, it's all it's all branding and marketing. Like, it, it's just a extension of the music. I think another if we're talking about album covers. I think one of my favorite album covers is the, the New Bad Omens album. Like, it's super simplistic, honestly, but I think it's just completely sets the tone that spicy metal core you're about to listen to. As TikTok calls it now, but <laughs> well, or is it bad? <laughs> you know, I just I, I I don't know. I thought that was like um, Scene Queen's new. I don't know. I can't keep up with these genres anymore. We're just going to call it metalcore. We're going to call it Core. <laughs> Whatever's trendy, I don't know. But um, yeah, just going back to, I mean, more Ascent Like Wool stuff, something I, I have also loved about our, our band and our, our branding is we, we've used the same artist from the inception of the band, uh, Corey Swope, to shout him out. Also, shouting out Zombie Shark, his Cyber Grind Project project's sick. Um, but yeah, and he, he's just been. Uh, really incredible at taking mainly al's vision for what the concept is like i mean like al said before he, he'll literally present me the album cover like a year before we even start working on the music you know? then it helps like kind of set the tone for what we're going to make with that you know um and like i, I saw like the artwork for distant dystopia before we had anything it was like even be- it was i think it was like right after mystic auras came out <laughs> putting the foot in the door to continue (laughs) I I love you know but um, yeah I mean artwork is a huge thing with that another band I think that I I really like the branding with of everything is uh, the Peach Club like because they like completely rebranded themselves with that sound but like what I loved about it was every single had some sort of cohesive artwork that tied into everything and then when it came out as an album it just really made it pop and really made the marketing for
0: fantastic but end rant. <laughs> yeah, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head too when you talk about the Bad Omens, Death Peace of Peace and Mind record, because you take a look at the album artwork and it's simplistic. It's it's clear, but it's a lot more abstract at the same time too. So at the same point in time, there's a lot of people that were already knew Bad Omens. You know you're getting into something that's going to have a little bit more artistic creativity that you're not expecting, but you also still know that there's something that's going to be spicy about it in the metalcore sense because it is Bad Omens. It makes a lot of sense. And then when it comes to you guys, I do also love the fact that you continue the same artist over and over again because it allows this cohesion and flow to continue throughout the band. It continues to show that evolution, but continues to also show that Ascent Like Wolves is still Ascent Like Wolves it shows that that core feeling of the sound is still there. It's not like there's this drastic change in artwork from one album to the next where you're quite kind of questioning what's exactly going <coughs> on here. There is that cohesive flow to it, and it's a very unique style too. It's something that when I look at your album covers, I know there are Scent Like Wolves album covers. If I see something even remotely close to it, I'm like, it kind of reminds me of something Like Wolves, but there's nothing that's even really close to what you guys are putting out there in that artwork because it has that different feel to it. And again, it connects it back to the band's core sound so that you know exactly that you're going to get something that is a scent like Wolves. But the artwork also gives the feel of where it could go and be a little bit different. Mystic Aura has had a completely different, warmer feel to it. This one had a little bit of a colder feel to it, looking at the artwork. But again, that's what you guys are going for with the overall message. It makes sense.
1: Yep. And like mm-hmm. something I said before this podcast happened. Like I remember just being a, a kid back in like going to the mall with my, my parents and them just dropping me off in an FYE and with a listening station. And uh I don't know, a lot I, I didn't I didn't have Spotify or streaming. So Hella YouTube was brand new at that time too, you know. So I wasn't able to just like digest music and have it just like thrown down my throat like we, we get right now. Um so I would just literally look through CDs until I found an and, and piece of artwork that encapsulated me and made me want to listen to it and a lot of times like we talked about if a band puts a lot of effort into that artwork typically the music's pretty sick too because they kind of have their artistic vi- their vision nailed down
0: yeah and, the attention
1: spans of tiktok and everything that we talked about killed the listening stations and
2: <laughs> yeah and I, I yeah it's i think it's kind of like an, we're kind of like an old school band that way too like we love putting out like albums <laughs> and you know we're not just we're not just there for like 30 seconds and oh here comes our next uninspired single uh you know eight weeks from now on spotify that we didn't put that much effort into or something like that you know we take a lot of time to prepare and release our music and <clears throat> you know sometimes like the last couple uh releases have been it'll take us three years to do that but Um, you know, at least, you know, you're getting like a pretty polished product in the process. So
0: Not only a pretty polished product, but a product that's going to take its time to really evolve throughout the writing process, the recording process, so that the emotions behind it are continually hitting in every step of the way because you know exactly what you're going after. You're not putting out songs, you know, two months after each other and trying to write them. So in the next one, it's like, all right, what do we wrote about? Oh, feelings, Uh, feelings, and continually going (laughs) forward. Breakdown, breakdown, blah. (laughs) breakdown breakdown black feelings yeah sad time
1: i think a lot of bands fall into that trap too where they're just so conditioned by what the streaming service are quote-unquote looking for in that like six-week release period where like they just really lose sight of what they are as a band what they're trying to accomplish as a band and the ultimate genuinity behind the music that they're trying to put out like i just kind of going back to like our songwriting and stuff like we, we really just we, we're not trying to be anybody like we just really want to put out something that we've really never heard before and that at the end of the day we're, we're proud of like me as a drummer i, I want to write something that if there was another band i was listening to was like holy shit that drummer is ripping right now and like that feel was nasty or i'm like or like i don't know we're really inspired by like clean guitar parts and like old school post-hardcore like funeral of a friend and stuff you so know like a lot of our oh, yeah. Clean parts, like a lot, a lot of bands probably wouldn't do a lot, a lot of the leads that we do, just because it's just not what's trendy right now, or what Bring Me the Horizon's doing, or what (laughs) Architects doing right now. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of just trying to do i want to do something that like a past cody that's sitting in fye scrolling through cds would be like holy shit this album looks awesome and this is nuts <laughs> anyway, I
2: th- and i think we're just kind of like to do that. <laughs> we're just kind of like products of our past selves like when we you know we were in that era like mid 2000s late 2000s when we wanted to you know strongly like be in a band and like that's just everything is what we are is what we just draw on all of our influences from really like what Cody was saying, like film for a friend, all those sort of bands from like the mid two thousands like that. And um, it's kind of cool, like showcasing that in our music. Cause people who are maybe just, you know, kids who are like 17, 18, 19, like growing up now who really weren't a part of that era. Like they hear that. And for the first time, and I, I think that's cool that maybe they'll go back and check out some of that history. You know what I mean? Like a tray you. And uh, I don't know. Trying to think of bands off the top of my head right now, but
0: <laughs> well thirty oh, seconds to Mars. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, when it came to it, especially some of those clean lead-ins for me, just how powerful some of those clean vocals came out because of it compared to, you Mm -hmm. know, what's popular eh? For me, I mean, I literally wore this shirt specifically for this. I wore an older We Came As Romans shirt because it reminded me a lot of, like, the Kyle Pavone era We Came As Romans where those cleans came in with such a contrast between what the uncleans were doing. But it's just so much more of a powerful hit. And how it worked along with a lot of the guitar tones as well through this. That was a huge, huge, huge piece on this album. Where I'm not hearing a lot of that anymore. Because it's not as popular. It's just not what is. It's not what hit, It's hitting people right now. But it, it still comes through with such a heavy piece that emotionally, you want to hear that. You don't want to get rid of it. And if that's what you guys want to do, if that's what, you know, old Cody and old Al wanted to hear when they were flipping through records at listening stations just trying to figure out what's going on and they see artwork and they just hear the song and it just absolutely hits. If you want to create something that's that moment, absolutely. Because that's when music is music when you're creating what you want to create. If you're just constantly trying to please the algorithms and you're constantly trying to just pump out music over and over and over again, if that's what you want to do, go for it. But that also kind of leads back more to the, music business and the business side of it less than the creativity side of it but if your creative process is say you you know you write release a song and then a month later you come up with something that's absolutely fantastic you want to release in the next month yeah that works fine go for it that's that's what that's there for that's one of the beauties of streaming because you're not beholden to you know this specific release schedule but at the same time the faults in it where if you want to constantly keep that up then creativity may very well suffer due to the fact that you don't have a lot of time to let those emotions and the sound fully flesh out.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you'll hear me rant a lot about the industry stuff and my, my philosophy on all that. And the, the theoria, <laughs> uh, podcast one, but, um, yeah. I mean, it, you have to have, you have to have a happy medium with it. Like not saying like what we do is a hundred percent. Cause I mean, we, we taking too long is also a big downfall out of a lot of where we are as a band. And, you know, I mean, it's just, but there's a lot of variables that led to all that. Cause you also you know, have to think you, you're, you're not just one person, you're a, a band of four to five other adults, you know? So you have to kind of coordinate with what's realistic with everybody, you know, and where everybody else is at, at their time of life. And I don't know. I'm, The the genuinity piece, I just absolutely love about Ascent Like Wolves, though. Um, It would be nice to release music faster, but I mean, here we are with all of it, and I'm really proud of everything that we've we've put out so far. But there's definitely nothing wrong with the bands that do put stuff out every six weeks or so. They just, (laughs) as long as they have what they care about behind it, that's all that really Mm -hmm. matters to me.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely i have to agree with you there and even on this album too with this dystopia i know you guys have a couple of features on there you had i got it. if i'm gonna forget his name i don't want to butcher it um marcus vick from invent animate you guys also did one with zombie shark as well the one that i was looking forward to the most when i saw it on the list was the last song escape hatch because it featured sailing before the wind i was like there's gotta be something good here because Ever since I had Nick on the podcast back in 2021, he brought up sailing before the wind. I'm like, I got to find a way to bring you guys in the podcast. It hasn't <coughs> happened yet, but I'm still adamant that about it. That band's
1: nuts. Yeah, we can <laughs> try to yeah. help you out. We we love those guys. We uh, toured Japan with them twice, and they were they're mm. just incredible dudes. And honestly, I remember the first time we went over to Japan and played with them. We watched them play the first night, and we're just like, what the hell are we doing <laughs> over here? Like, I've never seen a band <laughs> that good live. No click tracks, no samples, just straight up, just fucking crushing it. And just the choreography behind I me, mean, you've seen their videos, I'm sure, on mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram, TikTok. They're they're just nuts. Like they're just like a whole different breed over there. And we were really humbled. It made us a hundred percent step up as a band. And yeah, those tours really, I think, defined us as um, a band. And like, I mean, I for me personally, that completely made me level up as a musician just by how challenging all that stuff was, but hopefully we can go back there again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. It'd be cool. Yeah. Sailor Before the Winds, um, just like on another level, I remember we played, I think, was it the first night we played with them? I can't, I can't, I can't fucking remember, but we played with them in uh, Nagoya, Japan. And uh, I think it was at this venue called Rad 7. And it was really, really cool venue. And I, I remember our merch table was sort of near uh the crowd in general and it was sort of near the pit and i was standing there with our uh driver tatsu and nick and Corey. <laughs> and sailor before the wind has this song called intro which they only play live but now they have a recorded version of it and in some part where literally there's just dead silence and they stop for about four seconds and all you could hear was a bunch of nikes squeaking in the pit <laughs> like people just flying around still <laughs> um i remember after we heard that we were just like wow like we really have to step up our shit
1: (laughs) yeah and again no click tracks or samples or anything which like i don't care what bands tell you like pretty much like 95 percent of metalcore bands use click tracks and samples anymore and just to like see a band that tight with that much open space was like nuts there'd be like a whole like measure or two where there'd be like open space where they're just like you can hear them counting with their feet and then it just comes back in. And the whole time their choreography is, they're, they're not like moving or anything. They're just dead silent, dead, just stoic, you know? Um, it was really humbling. We were just like, damn, we need to step the fuck up or we're going to have a hard time out here. <laughs> as, as <laughs> but we did. I mean, that's what this is all about, you know? Yeah, we have uh Ryoichi on that one. And he's a, he's, he's a sick vocalist. It just adds a really cool element to the song. And so that's um, the tool to have it be the final song in the album, too.
0: Yeah. Oh God! It was the song I was looking forward to the most when I just initially looked at the tracklist because it had "Sailing Before the Wind" behind in it. And my thought was, when it comes to vocalists, how is he going to come in? How is he going to add his flair to it? But also, it what because it, it's not just the vocals; it's it, featuring "Sailing Before the Wind." So I'm like, there's got to be a whole band feeling involved. In this how is a scent like Wolf Style and how is some for the Wind Style going to clash? And I remember listening to it right from the opening: pounding metalcore, a little bit of that like Japanese influence style programming over the top of it. And I even wrote down, this is the song I was most excited for because it features Sam before the wind. And the opening is exactly what I hoped for in this whole entire track. (laughs) Like literally, in the first like five seconds, I'm already sold on this track because of that. And it kept going through. It had this consistent, tighter feel to it from from the instrumentation. But even having some of those Japanese instrumentals come into it to mix your style with Sam before the wind's Japanese metalcore style, it all flowed together so cohesively to the point where by the time it got over I was thought about this I'm like you know what this is the perfect song to have at the end of this album because it's the song that makes this song this album end on such a fantastic note where you just want to go back and listen to it again but not just listen to that song again you want to listen to the whole entire thing because you want to get to that moment where this song hits and you're fully in the mindset and emotion prepared to go and listen to it and feel its impact like that was such a strong move to have, and also with its uniqueness, combining what you guys have, what sailing before the wind has, put it together. It was the perfect matchup for you guys to hit on, and yeah, you hit on it. Like, damn!
1: <laughs> Appreciate that. It was really cool to have um, some of the features we had on this one. Just, to, just like the homies, like we ha- we. It was so awesome to get Zombie Shark in this because, again, Zombie Shark is Corey Swope who does all of our artwork, so he's basically an extension of the band as far as I'm concerned Been there from the beginning, you know? So it was really cool to have his feature, and also talking about styles, it incorporated his, like, glitchy, cyber-grind feel to it, and his vocals yeah. and his feature in there. I thought that was really cool. Reach Into Hell is just... that's probably the most wild Descent Like Wolf song I think that has ever come out. It's just absolute chaos, and it's, to me, it's I love that it's in the spot it is in the album because it just kind of like in my depiction of it is when it, in the story, the lore of this, everything is just kind of hopeless and like falling the sh- the shit. And that's it's almost just like like the song is if you listen to it, you're like waiting for it to fall apart. You know, it's like almost just completely unhinged and like I it was really cool as a musician just trying to like write a song like that where like well, that's why like a lot of the drumming is just like really short, quick fills mm-hmm. where they might not be like like outlining the guitar part with the drums and stuff it just makes it have this kind of just unstable feeling to it which while still being on time but i don't know just music nerd rant artistic thing there i just think it's like it was really cool having some of these features here try to tell the story that we're trying to represent with distant dystopia
0: it definitely added a lot to it not gonna lie and i'll even put it this way before kind of really wrapping this up with my last my two last questions for you as great as the songs that had the features on them, for me, that was none of those even reached the height of what I thought was the best song overall on the album.
2: Well, yeah. What what do you think is the best song?
0: I thought it was "Artificial Love." That song. Okay. I don't know what happened. I was listening, like, what what's going on here? Like this hit, like at the, like for some of the verses hit in a similar style, like kind of building up. I felt like sometimes silent planet sometimes devil wears prada and a connection back to telephone from mystic auras like that song i absolutely love too so i'm like okay now i'm feeling this all come in here then the chorus it felt like you know we're going back to that like 2009 2010 2011 feel of metalcore, core but having those hot those impactful cleans over there really reminding me a lot of again more of earlier we car with Kyle Pavone just pounding o- vocally over the top of it. It brought back that emotion again, but with so much combining. I'm like, why is this making me feel so just like in into this song? And a lot of it reverts back to how I felt listening to Telephone by you guys. And it just it brought back all <laughs> the emotion right back in here and feeling I'm like, this is I thought telephone was my favorite song by you guys. I'm like, this honestly is my favorite song by you guys right there. Holy fuck. And ending the song with isolated vocals what a freaking move what a move appreciate that my god yeah, that's the that emotional hit. <laughs> that was the emotional hit like the song you need to close out on and you absolutely took it
2: I, uh, thank you man i we really appreciate all the kind words by the way um just like super proud of everything and um not just like vocally but instrumentally like jeff and cody went fucking shit on this album and um <clears throat> that was like the creative decision we made you know in general, what we wanted to do. And um, yeah, I think we sort of, I don't know. I I feel like, like low key, this is probably the, something like Will's record I know I've always wanted to make um, in terms of just like the four of us getting together and just artistically doing whatever the hell we wanted to. And um, yeah, we've never actually ended a song with vocals before like that. And um, I've, you know, there's like some bands that I listen to, where I think I might've, heard uh, a song over that time period of us writing this and i'm like why the fuck haven't we done that yet and um one of the most popular songs that i know of that does that is blank feeling this and i think that's one of the reasons why me and nick chose to do that so um yeah it's it's strange with writing like the vocals sometimes for this band because we sort of have to you know collaborate on parts and i think artificial love was actually a song that i sort of handed off to Nick and I was like, okay, you you take the control of this one because I don't really have anything for it. So um, he largely wrote the melodies on that and I was screaming on the songs. So I think typically with Ascent Like Wolves, I've been doing the clean vocals and the choruses that he was been taking the reins of like the screaming with the verses. So uh, Distant Dystopia has been pretty cool to sort of like flip-flop in that regard where I come in and do most of the screaming for the record and Nick does most of the clean singing for the choruses and um yeah I don't know artificial love was just I don't know it just really hits <laughs> I guess that's how how to describe it I think you know that song just sort of goes all in and ending with vocals was just kind of like phenomenal just because we really haven't done that as a band yet
0: man it it <laughs> it, it was the perfect move holy shit that's all I'm going to say about <laughs> it. perfect move holy shit <laughs> Appreciate that.
1: The focus track of the album, so hopefully the, the streaming gods will think the same thing that you do.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah. we're just going to just go like this and streaming gods.
1: <laughs> All right. Playlist curating gods. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, you know what? I got, I got two big questions for you guys. Ready for the first one? Yeah, go for yes. it, man. Will sound Like Wolves be playing live in 2024? Because I want to see you guys play live.
1: Mm. We, we would love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tricky that's a it's a loaded question. Um I'm gonna say yes because I don't just knowing how I am with things and how Al is and how much drive we both have and determined we are with things, just with especially our, our art and something we hold so dearly and are proud of. Um, I, I just can't imagine not playing these songs live, like like something that really crushed me with Mystic Auras with the pandemic was Scott all the stuff ready to go started rolling it out and all live shows go away you know it would like kicked us like in, in in the gut really bad um and we made a point to no matter what we had to do whatever lineup we had whoever we had to bring in we we're going to at least play those songs and we at least got to play them twice um but going forward I mean like as you said earlier like Nick lives in Hawaii now um so i mean it's if the offer is there where it's financially reasonable to go out and i hate to say the word financially and associate it with art but at the same time we are adults and Mm -hmm. like have to be conscientious of all that so um if if the right move is there and there's like a potential for us to go out i don't see why we wouldn't do anything you know it's just it's something that we definitely want to do so i'm just going to be really optimistic with it and say yeah you'll you'll see us sometime
0: I certainly hope so, because I gotta hear some of these songs live. I gotta see you guys perform live. Because again, Cody, I've had you on the podcast. I don't know how many times at this point, but it's it's it was it's, my it's, third. <laughs> it's maybe it's yeah, maybe third or four, yeah, third. I think so. I was like maybe fourth. I don't know, but yeah, I didn't see you play live, man. And, like it, it, we're due at this point, but looking forward to it if it ends up happening this year. Otherwise, I know it's gonna happen at some point. I Just don't know when, but I hope it happens this year. Now I've got one last question for you guys. Are you ready? Absolutely. All right, I love. i I've been loving to ask this question to every band I've had on since September, and I'm going to keep it rolling with you guys. So between the two of you, can you guys give me three bands that you would love to have more people go and check out and listen to? And Cody, I know with you and Theoria, this is like the perfect question for you, but I want three <laughs> between the two of you. So three total. I could probably guess even one that Cody is going to come up with, but I'm just going to let you guys take it away.
1: I think I'm gonna do a favor and just try to separate Theoria
0: from this question
1: because <laughs> you know what I mean. Um,
0: okay, we'll leave the Theor. Thio- we'll, we'll wait till the Theoria. I'll, we can episode that to do that on the next one. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll
1: plug a bunch of bands from there on that one. You know, perfect. Try to perfect. Um, honestly, a band that I discovered this year that is completely outside of metalcore, but I was completely blown away by their album. Just them as people like from just seeing what they do on tiktok and social media and just their overall drive and honey revenge a thriller records band i just i'm a huge pop punk fan and i think that is one of the best pop punk albums i've heard in a really long time and they just seem like so fun to see live um i've I've never seen them live but i would definitely love to but that would be one for me What's up, buddy?
0: How do we do have think? to do three each? or No, just three total. So, Al, if you only have one, egg, Cody can just probably three go for total? i um, I'll make it another be... one.
2: Yeah, go for it, man. Go for it. You got one. On oh, well, line. you go first.
0: You go first. I got to think of one. All, All right, okay. So does this
2: have to be a band that's, like, underrated, or could it just be Whoever... a band? <laughs> Whatever
0: band you're feeling right now.
2: Whatever band I'm feeling? I, I, I think, uh, <clears throat> well, for me, so I'm going to, I guess this is probably a good opportunity to even say this, but... Um, yeah, I'm going to see a band in the UK, uh in London actually, two months from now. They're called Fight Star. Um I don't know, most most Americans probably don't know anything about this band. Um criminally underrated band and um the vocalist Charlie Simpson is probably he's like a fucking god when it comes to vocals. So um yeah, this band is sort of uh they used to be more post-hardcore, they have a little bit of a metalcore uh vibe right now, but um he's in this other british uh, pop punk band called busted and they play arenas and that kind of shit but this is kind of like his passion project like side project they they did tour a lot at one point but um they're getting together for like a 20th anniversary show it's like a special night so it's gonna be awesome to see them they're playing the uh obo wembley arena in london so yeah i would advise anybody to like go check out their album it's called behind the devil's back awesome that album name has great artwork too like that's another thing like that's a band like when that has probably grown on me with influence that way I I, I look up to that band because they have phenomenal artwork and their music rocks too you know so yeah
1: I'd say Fight Star I know I told you I wasn't going to plug a Theoria band but I think this <laughs> one is absolutely necessary to plug being in, in its relationship to Sound Like Wolves and that is Zombie Shark with Corey swope the artist of all of our stuff um zombie sharks what's known as cyber grind so talk about crazy genres it's like a, i don't know it's like grind core mixed with nintendo core and just all sorts of crazy unhinged shit it's nuts i've never heard anything like zombie shark and something that i really like about this artist is um just we talk about genuinity like this is the purest form of art to me is what Corey does like he does not <clears> care <throat> yeah. about music conventions whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen to any of these songs you'll just be like what the hell was it you want to see something funny check out orion reacts responding to his first view of zombie shark <laughs> okay um But yeah, I just highly recommend if you want to hear something that I guarantee you've never heard before, which in this day and age is really hard to come by, it's Zombie Shark.
0: And just wait for the Kevin reaction to his first time. I, season, I would love to shark. see what you think of it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, <laughs> I, oh, I mean, I do reaction videos every single Friday, and now I'm like, shoot, because I was getting back into the whole entire Japanese metal scene again, trying to get back into that. But mm. now I'm like, shoot, I've got to do another. I got to do a "Sailing Before the Wind" song because I've only listened to a couple, but yeah. I still absolutely love it. Um, I got to do a Zombie Shark now. I got, I got a lot to do. And the one I thought Cody was actually going to shout out was – well, I don't think they're on Theor anymore because they got bigger. But I know you're a part of it too, if not for me.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it's right to be shouting out another band I play in. But um, if you do want to check out, if not for me, you definitely can. It's uh, Invo Records.
0: Uh. I was going to say, you Shame, guys are – I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, know, I, mean, I can understand him. you now want to shout out, but I was going to do it anyway.
1: I, I, I appreciate that. I try not to nix all the stuff I do outside of <laughs> each other. <laughs> gets I'll say this, but...
0: very fair, but as we bring this episode to the conclusion, you guys always like to give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say. Plug over to plug, promote over to promote the end of the episode. So guys, floor is yours.
1: Al, you want to start? Yeah, let's go.
0: Alright, yeah, <laughs> I would um, ask everybody
2: to check out our new album next month. It's called Distant Dystopia. We worked really fucking hard on it and I think that um there's 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 a slice of pie for everybody and the art you know itself uh, whether that's the artwork or the music i think that there's a little piece to enjoy of it so um yeah check it out it's gonna be everywhere spotify apple music we do have physical copies online on the Theoria store so if you want to get a limited vinyl now's a good time to do it
1: yep yeah um just I really appreciate everybody listening to us not like wolves and any new listener sticking with it or um, checking us out i appreciate the hell out of that um, this project holds a really big place in my heart and who i am as a person a lot of my personal growth a lot of incredible times have come from this band over the years and uh i don't know every bit of artwork we, we get to create is a blessing and truly means the world to me so if you could give a listen even if it's a 45 second clip on tiktok that you just scroll through like how i appreciate that you even gave it a chance.
0: <laughs> All we are saying is give us him like wolves a chance. If you see him on TikTok, otherwise just listen to him completely. You know, something like and that. And as always,
1: I appreciate the hell out of you, Kevin, for caring about the things that I
0: do. So you're the man. <laughs> Aw, thanks, man. You're the man. Yeah. And Al, you're the man too. <laughs> but now it's this podcast for with three specific myself. things. First things first, when it comes to Ascent Like Wolves, when it comes to this in Dystopia, you're going to want to find it and listen to it and stream it and buy physical copies and follow along the band with everything, especially when the album comes out on February 23rd. So the best way to do that is to let me act as Google for you. Go to the podcast where it says find Ascent Like Wolves online. Links and labels for everything from social media, to stay in touch with the band, from YouTube to watch all those crazy music videos, the anime style, where you can find them online, where you can get some merch and get those physical copies, and where you can stream the whole entire album and the rest of their music. Down in the description below, just for you. Now, step number two, you guys. I asked you if I, you know, you guys are playing live in 2024 because I want to see you guys play live so I can make good on the promise I like to make to every single band as a way to say <laughs> thank you for being on the podcast and I wish you can support you in the future. Cody, you know probably where this is going, but this is continued. When I get to perform live for the first time, I'm gonna go all Liam Neeson and Taken on your asses. I will look for you. I will pursue you. <laughs> I will find you. I will say hi. And first round's on me
1: look forward to it
0: Hell yeah man (laughs) cody i think you're on like three rounds at this point though so yeah you're just gonna
1: have to get me trashed at this point
0: (laughs) not a problem Now, number three, (laughs) as we bring this to its conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye because literally, Cody, we're going to be talking in a whole other episode with Theoria and everything around there. And, Al, I want to be back in the podcast again in the future. I want to have Nick back on here as well, too. Bring all the scent-like wolves. I want to make sure this happens again. Plus, I made you guys a promise. This is not goodbye. No, 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 no. This is I'll see you later. See you next time. We'll see you later. Woo! Well, folks, this is my interview with Al and Cody from the band Ascent Like Wolves. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. One thing that I always like about Ascent Like Wolves is they their sound is just always a little bit more unique compared to some of the other stuff I've been hearing in Metalcore. When it comes to what they do, they provide a lot of different like, post-hardcore vibes. They also provide a lot of those like booming cleans that you heard way back in like you know 2009, 2010. Think of Woe like, Is Me. Think of the Cal Pavone era. We came as Roman cell. But they do go heavy. They do put in a lot of programming as well. And they just are creative with it. No wonder why it takes sometimes so long to put out music because they're letting these songs really create this whole entire vibe. They're letting them breathe. They're letting them have their own identity behind them. And that is such an important thing going forward because if your songs don't have their own identity, if they just sound like the same old songs over and over and over again, you know, you might be able to get some kind of traction on it, but you're never going to reach that level of Bring Me the Horizon or Falling in Reverse, Bad Omen, Sleep Token, Spirit Box if you're not just having that artistic vision really come to light and let it fully flesh out the way you want it to. Now, again, if it flushes out in, you know, like a two weeks, Yeah, fine. That's what happens. It it, it happens. If that's what you want to do, go for it. But if you really want to make sure that you have something that has that uniqueness to it, let the artistic and the feeling flow all the way through. Let the artwork also reflect that as well. So then it's something that you're connected to even more. You're even more proud of. And it just has this beautiful, beautiful feeling behind it. It's something that I really like about A Sound Like Wolves it shows in the artwork the consistency behind it it shows in the programming on these tracks it shows the lightness the darks of it it shows how it complements with these different guitar tones different guitar patterns, whether they're tighter whether they're a little bit more drawn out whether they're more melodic melancholic whatever you want to call it whether the vocals are harsh and unclean or whether they're soaring cleans kind of my gun to go again with Kyle Pavone in terms of the overall emotion and how it connects with me whether it's just those insane drum patterns that Cody works with, whether it's the fact that that Sailing Before the Wind feature in the final song is so good and how they connect with their sound overall is so fantastic. You, you don't want to miss out on Dystopia, so make sure you go and check it out. Go subscribe to the podcast where it says Find Ascent Like Wolves Online to make sure you do not miss out on anything with them. Follow them on social media, watch your YouTube videos, and, of course, get ready for Dystopia to release on February 23rd. Make sure you also find along with us on the Core Progression Podcast, go to the description below. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hit the subscribe button on here if you're on YouTube. New episodes of the podcast every single Tuesday and Thursday, and reaction is every single Friday as well. Along with if we're on Spotify podcast, I heard you. Hit the follow button too. All the episodes are released every single Tuesday and Thursday. Hit the like button as well to help push the podcast in the algorithm. I want to thank you guys. Check out distant dystopia by ascent like wolves. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Cody. And now. Guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know i never seen one. I was a big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all.